season, sedition, rebellion. This is the heritage of the American patriot. Those revolutionaries who stood on principle to fight against tyranny no matter the cost. And that spirit lives strong today in the activists and freedom fighters who fight against the authoritarian state. Each in their own way, each with their own mission, united for the I cause. I had the idea to run on a platform of fuck the police prior to actually winning the primary. Uh, I mean, AOC is a drama queen and she's full of shit. They said, you don't get to tell us no, we're in the safe health department, and I said, hell no. You brought a freaking guillotine. People already pushing back in ways that didn't even need any votes to be cast. I'm not ratting on anybody, and I did what I did, so you're going to have to give me what the law says you have to give me. You want to make the world a better place? Have some babies, and raise them to not be stupid. Hope I don't get canceled. Talk to you. These are the people whose stories I'm here to share. I'm Justin O'Donnell, and this is Submersive. Man, governments are not going to like this shit. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thanks for tuning in to a special surprise episode. As always, we do things on the fly here at Subversive. And joining me today on a random answer the call of the Twitter, the one and only libertarian extraordinaire comedian who will make you laugh, Doug Sanhope. Doug, thanks for tuning in. How's it going? I just, I, I just, I woke up in a mood. You know, sometimes you wake up and your head is just fertile and beautiful. And I go, so I just tweeted, I want a podcast. The first person who fucking sends me a link, and it's you. Right, well, I'm, I'm glad to have you. You've been on the list of people I've wanted to reach out to for a while to do this show. Um, I've been doing it for about two years now, uh, just trying to highlight uh, different ways that people kind of like spread the message of liberty and the values of liberty. And like your comedy has always been something that's like I found very different because like so many people who like believe in the values of liberty and libertarianism just go about it in such an autistic and academic manner that it just turns people off to me but like did you say artistic or autistic autistic (laughs) (laughs) whereas like you approach it just make people laugh like give, give them something to um like like relate to with your comedy and and that can make people think in a different way and like i'm i'm an author i I write books and people who are going to read my books they don't necessarily they're they're already looking for the message of liberty whereas your stand-up you're reaching a whole new crowd a whole different people and sometimes uh i I mean you do some great like over here commenting on YouTube chat. You remember seeing you come hang out with the Quill here in Manchester, New Hampshire, like ten years ago. Maybe we're oh, gonna get you back I up. I remember that. I remember. <laughs> oh, that was a that was a clusterfuck. <laughs> we we did a show and we bailed right after to go to someone's like uh, uh, compound to do a podcast, and I was hammered, and my brother was with me, and. Like they drug me to a different location to do the podcast, but I didn't tell my brother, and my brother's all fucking angry because <laughs> no idea he's at a party, he has no social skills, and then I disappeared on him. Uh, yeah, that was uh, at yeah. a party with no social skills. He sounds like a libertarian. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? I, I I stopped. Like I have libertarian leanings, yep. but I've stopped calling myself a libertarian. Because I don't understand half the shit. Uh, once I, once I, you know, uh, what's his name? Fucking Martin Shrikelly, that fucking pharma, pharma bro. bro. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, well, if libertarians would support this guy 
owns the rights to this one drug that only treats a specific uh, like small number of people. And he jacked the price up like 10,000 percent and fucked everybody. If that's libertarian, well, I'm not I'm not going to call myself that anymore. Well, I think that it's a really big that's a huge issue. It's a, it's a huge defi- like defining issue of policy and economy altogether. Uh, but I think it's a dividing issue even among people who call themselves libertarians. Like you have those like Stefan Kinsella on the intellectual property side. It says you how, how can you own an idea? And that's all a drug is is an idea put into practice. And like I, I'm on that side. I don't believe in intellectual property with that kind of stuff. I don't believe you can own a medicine. What I'm saying is I'm too stupid to label myself something <laughs> where I don't know 80% of their dogma. Uh, and well, I, maybe that's not too stupid. You're too smart to label yourself. I, 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 I'm just a fucking guy. I'm pragmatic. And most of the time I don't have an opinion, which is so refreshing in this day and age to meet people who don't really know and admit that they don't know. When I just watching, I have no idea uh, about your podcast, but just (laughs) intro to it that I just saw where some lady says, here's an idea, have a lot of babies and raise them to be smart. You, You really think you have the ability to raise a child to be smart? No, you have no, you fucking spit out a baby. You have no idea what it's going to be, how intelligent it's going to be, what its opinion's going to be, what it's sure. fucking what it's uh what its gender is going to be according to it, what its sexuality. Nothing is in your control. The only thing you know when you spit out a baby, it's going to consume fucking uh, uh natural resources that we don't have enough of. No, I, I agree with that. To defend Ashton's point from that interview, though, I think like a lot of libertarians, and I, I see some people who artistically go down the breed them for freedom route, like we're going to outbreed the left and have more kids and we'll be the majority in the future. It's like, I mean, your parents fucked you up and look how you ended up. What makes you think you're going to do any better? I was the problem in my family. <laughs> I was like every problem I have, I afflicted my parents with. They didn't raise a bad child. I was a bad child, and I sure. fucked their lives up. Sure, but I, I think there is something to be said about like the libertarian mentality of how people, like how you raise your children, giving them a better opportunity and a better life forward to be better people. Like maybe like taking a step to realize that the government brainwashing centers that we call public schools aren't the best place for children and making the conscious decision to raise your children outside of that system gives an op- them an opportunity to grow into people who can think for themselves instead of people who've spent 18 years of their lives being programmed by the government on how to think. Uh, so, uh, so what are you saying about public aid? Because this is this is my fucking jam now. Is schools shouldn't exist? There's no reason. No. School is such an antiquated system. It's like fucking going to the yellow pages to find a pizza delivery near you. Like, there's no reason for school to exist. Most of the shit they teach you in school is garbage nonsense. Uh, that you'll never need and public schooling should not exist. You shouldn't have a fucking child unless you can afford to raise them, teach them, et cetera. Uh, It's a babysitting program. 
Yeah, or as Michael Mouse calls them, they're prisons for children and brainwashing centers. No. That's what they are. Um, because you're right, it's a babysitting program. And so many people today like rely on public schools to be a babysitting system. They don't care about the quality of education their kids receive. They just care about, can I make it to work for the day and not have to pay for child care? Because that's sometimes more expensive than exactly. what I'll earn at my job. Exactly. Like every every now and then a, a, a great mind is is sprung upon the world and the public education system just whitewashes all the creativity and if if you were born a great mind the public school system will erase it and make you a drone in a cubicle i I saw somebody had pointed out it's terrible how we judge the intelligence of animals based on how they can learn and simple instructions and how obedient they are uh, obedient they are, and then we have the realization, oh, that's how we judge kids in public schools. Yeah. We how, judge the how, intelligence of kids in schools the same way we judge the intelligence of a dog. Yeah, uh, roll over. <laughs> Sit. Do your homework. Beg. Beg. <laughs> Jump for the treat. Sit in your seat for an hour at a time and don't move. Yeah. And if you do, if you move too much, we'll pump you full of meth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, no, it's terrible. I, I, do you have kids? No, no. Th- oh, thankfully, thanks. I don't. Because l- let's be honest, I'd be a terrible parent, and I'm the first to admit that. Uh, I, I, as much as I wouldn't want to put my kids in public school, I realize I'm too like indecisive and flipping about what I want to do. What I want to do with my own life. I'm 33, and I still on a whim sometimes just go on a week long vacation. And <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, I'm 55, and I can do any fucking thing I want. I can pick up and move. I could go back and live out of my car like I did when I started comedy in 1992, I believe, is when I started living out of my car doing comedy. And I could do it again. The only difference is when you're 55 and you live out of your car, people are afraid of you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, there's there's a whole big resurgence in van life. I, I remember when I grew up, I remember Chris Farley yelling at me through the TV that if I lived in a van down by the river, I'd be a failure. And now it's all the millionaire trust fund kids with their $700,000 van conversions living down by the river full time. And that's the new form of luxury. <laughs> it's, but if it's what you want to do, yeah. it's, it, there's, a, there's a, a huge disparity in how people ageism is a real thing. Where if you're chasing your dream like I was when I was in my mid-20s doing starting comedy and chasing a dream, and I did for three years, I lived out of my car, just traveling the country, getting gigs wherever I could and sleeping on uh, uh, couches of fans or uh, people that were good Samaritans or when you lowered your standards. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we got to get you to come back to visit New Hampshire at some point then. Uh, because I mean, I've been here for six years and I ain't seen a show from you here up in New Hampshire and the free state project and the Liberty community. A lot of people who won't identify themselves as libertarians for the same reason as you, because they don't like the direction of the libertarian party or libertarian politics in this country and not defining themselves or being understandable or being consistent, but still just try and live their lives to be as free as possible has grown unfathomably in the last 10 years. Once you have a dogma or a, 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 Whatever, well, a true libertarian doesn't believe that. 
I would once I identified as libertarian because I was I, I had these opinions and someone told me, oh, you're like a libertarian. And I didn't know what that meant. And I go, oh, I guess I am based on, yeah, all drugs should be legal and a few of the tenants, individual liberties, civil liberties, individual freedom. Oh, yeah, I'm like that. But then when I I I, I tried to run f- as a presidential candidate <laughs> in 2008, and I and then they I, they started asking me questions, and I go, well, I don't know shit about that. <laughs> how <laughs> that, dumb I was. That might make you the best presidential candidate because right now we're just flooded with a field of people who think they know the answer to everything, and that their answer is what everyone else should be uh, aligned with. And, and yeah, like, that, that's the 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 way to run would be uh, independent. And all right, this is what I feel about this at this moment, and not have to rely on the 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 what's the word? It's not dogma, but the 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 platforms and the platform. principles. Yeah, reading reading a hundred different books to figure it oh, out. Oh shit! I, I, I got a handful we can get through. <laughs> Yeah, but I know I was your age. When, I was your age when I started doing all that shit and kinda, who? Yeah. Oh fuck! That just hang on one second. All right. I don't. Shit. Who is it? I. Yeah, I. I don't know if you edit or not, but I don't care. I get. I. I, I, I had a house fire and the fucking insurance oh, no. people. I have to take this to see. If, Insurance people are generally the worst. Hey, Mr. Stanhope, how are you? Good, good. Are you, are you, are you close? About 25 minutes out. All right, great. I'll, I'll wrap up this podcast before you, you get here. And uh, yeah, call me when you're there and I'll head over. I'm just a few blocks away. <laughs> no problem. Appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of running as an independent and the independent stuff, like, it, what is your opinion on what's been going on with, like, Kanye West and running for independent, that whole I debacle. Have, is it just I pure comedy or is it serious? I have completely uh, Timothy Leary tuned out, dropped <laughs> off. I don't give a fuck. Nothing depresses me more than just pulling up the news in the morning. Like, don't don't read the news because that's not news. Who gives a fuck about Kanye West? I wouldn't... like. It's pure entertainment. That's what it is. Kanye West, Trump, Elon Musk, these people that just force themselves into the news feed. I don't like attention. I like being in the middle of nowhere. That's why I moved here. I don't give a fuck about the rest of the the planet and the things they think are important. And these, these egomaniacs that just... And the people that click on the clickbait, it's it's embarrassing. I, I just woke up just thinking of stupid podcast ideas. Do you know Brendan Walsh? No, stupid podcast ideas. I had, I did a whole show about stupid podcast ideas last week. Uh, but no, go on. What do you? No, Brendan Walsh. He does like this goofy prank podcast, the world's greatest podcast, and. That's my actual sense of humor. I've made a living off of opinions, but I don't fucking laugh at myself. Like I, I, at some point, I like I don't really give a shit. 
every opinion that I have about overpopulation, about, you know, whatever that are uh, not political, but uh, socially relevant. I've said everything I have have to say. (laughs) I just want to go back to being a fucking idiot like I was when I was 23 and dick jokes and pranks and silliness. Yeah, I've lost all the fun in comedy uh, just because I, I I I would talk about things that don't matter. I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, I, I, if you lose the fun in comedy by bringing like politics into it and talking about things you care about, and so like you, you say, you don't laugh at yourself. You don't laugh at your own jokes, but like it's what made you. You said you made a living on opinions, not on comedy. Now you want to get back to the dick jokes but, and the fart jokes. Um, but but I, I, I've been where you you are, yeah. where like I'm angry at the government and just all this impotent rage where are, are you actually running? I have run, I have run for office a couple times in the past. I think I'm done. Never going to do it again. <laughs> I learned my lesson. Uh, I'm better behind the scenes. I'm better with writing. I'm better with uh, talking to people and lobbying myself. And I, I don't intend to ever put myself up there as a candidate again. I'm, I'm not a good candidate. I mean, look at me. Um, <laughs> I'm not the guy that gets up on a debate stage. And people are like, yeah, that, uh, that gorilla can get my vote. <laughs> you know, listen, look at Mitch McConnell. <laughs> like, I know nothing. I don't even know what party he's in, but when you see his face, you go, who could possibly elect this sagging fucking monster of a person (laughs) well i look at mitch mcconnell like even differently like as terrifying as it is the existence of mitch mcconnell and rand paul uh being the two most diametrically electable because he's got that hair club for men curly (laughs) hair thing beyond that like if you look at their policies where rand paul is fairly libertarian leaning and towards liberty like still a republican but you got Mitch McConnell, who's as far away from a liberty-leaning Republican as you can get, they're both senators from the same state. They're elected by the same people. So, like, to me, that's one of the biggest arguments against democracy is these people don't know what they're voting for. Yeah, well, that's that, that's completely <laughs> obvious. Like, I, if, if I were a political major, if I knew politics, just to just call out anyone the, the I, I, I hate that they're partisan, but you know the uh, what, what is it? The, the the wise guys, they're a new Twitter thing where they just interview Trumpers and and like <laughs> like make them admit Look stupid. That no fucking idea. Yep. Yeah, if, if you did that bipartisan, then those guys I, I won't retweet anything political, I don't tweet anything political. But they just make people look like stooges. And so many comedians on Twitter that used to just be funny on Twitter. And now they're all, oh, you have to vote yes on fucking SR 853 or we're going to lose freedom and democracy. Like, you have no idea what you're talking about. I spent my whole career talking about shit. I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So it takes one to know one. I know that what you're tweeting is just surface level TB test intelligence. And if you go three layers deep, you have no idea what the fuck, what, 
what kind of pork is in this bill that you're telling me to vote for? You have no fucking idea. Well, no, it's regurgitated because it was given to them as a script. Uh, like one of my favorite things, every time you see a celebrity or a comedian or somebody tweet something nonsensical about that, copy and paste it, put it into the search bar and see how many hundreds of other people have tweeted it word for word. And also, I don't give a fuck. I really <laughs> don't care. And I, a lot of that has to do with my life is really perfect. You don't want to mess that up by getting back involved in politics? I don't want to fight because that's what everyone's doing now. It's like they're creating fractures in society. Like they just want people fighting because it sells tickets. And I hate that it sells tickets. Well, I think if we were to circle back, go back to like, what is a real libertarian? If like that ongoing debate that libertarians have is like the, they're the no true libertarian fallacy. Like what does make a real libertarian is somebody like you who just wants to live their own goddamn life without other people telling them what to do. And at the end of the day, that's enough. I don't want to live my life against someone else's life. I don't want to be a guy that, like, I'm doing it this way because you're wrong. I don't want to spite live. People are doing this. Where if if you're not like me, you're against freedom. Or (laughs) There's no such thing. Every Christian says they're a true Christian if you're... You're only a true Christian if you're like my Christianity. You're only a true football fan if you're like me. It's, there's no such thing as true. Uh, an action, r- true Islam, there's, what, is like exactly like you? I mean, at the end of the day, when it, when it comes to organized religion, Christianity, Islam, or anything, the moment you start setting rules and doctrines and dogmas about it, you've just become another state. And when libertarianism, at the end of the day, once they started instituting dogmas and platforms and saying everybody has to follow exactly, they've just become another religion and another substitute for the state and the minds of their adherents. I, I went to the, uh, the libertarian convention. I used to love conspiracy theories. As a form of entertainment. I never yeah. never I never flipped not as a form of education. No, I just love yeah, I don't know. Nobody fucking knows, and everyone conspires on every level. So yeah. conspiracy theories exist uh, even at a personal level. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, I, I you I get the better routes because I drink with the boss. I conspire. <laughs> to suck up to the boss and pretend that I, I, I agree with his opinions. So so conspiracies exist. But when I went to the libertarian convention and I <laughs> met libertarians, I go, yeah, I don't I don't want to be part of this. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hammerheads. Yeah, no, that definitely like the libertarian conventions, the parties after business every day are great, but like sitting through the a libertarian is trying to recreate bureaucracy on their own every day at the over the course atheist. of election drives atheist. me insane. I'm an atheist, but when you, I went to what was that guy's name? The uh, uh, he used to throw conventions. Fuck, I went with uh, Penn Jillette, I think, and uh, Paul Provenza. I went to in Vegas, uh, fucking doctor something, Reverend something. I don't know. When you hang out with atheists and all they want to do is talk about being atheists, what? 
I don't want to talk about being I'm just an atheist. The atheists, the vegans, the CrossFitters, and the libertarians. Yeah. Oh, you're on the keto diet? I don't want to hang out and talk to you about keto diet all day. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking boring. That, that's been one of my biggest criticisms of the liberty movement, the political and cultural movements and the Libertarian Party the entire way, has been that so many people who get involved in Libertarian politics, it's their entire personality. They have yeah. nothing else. Well, I'm like, okay, what other hobbies do you have? What do you do for fun? What do you do to, like during the rest of your life? Well, I go to Libertarian meetups. And I hang out with other Libertarians, and we talk about Libertarianism. I'm like, that's miserable. Well, the, I, I get to a point where the news was so depressing and and uh, partisan and polarizing and fear mongering where uh, Reason Magazine is the like, I love Reason Magazine because you, you look at the headlines and it's fuck Biden, fuck Trump, fuck this, fuck, fuck everybody. So it, it, there, there was no leaning except libertarianism well the past the past two years reason magazine has been fuck biden fuck trump fuck the libertarian party too they started to yeah. add that in there as well yeah but uh, yeah where's the fun that should be the goal of any society is why aren't we enjoying ourselves why are we not having fun Cut a couple lines, grab a fishing rod, do something other than talk politics with your life, get out of the house and live your life. Yeah, so that's what I, I'm, I'm trying my best to remember what it's like to just enjoy my day, not wake up hating someone, hating a thing, hating an issue, hating a Kanye West. <laughs> I have no idea. And, and this is a sign of aging. Yeah. We've all watched it happen with old people when we were young. They're like, I don't even understand who these people are. I have no idea. When I, I'm in the grocery checkout line and there's all the uh, the tabloids, I'm like, I don't even know who any of these people are. I don't know who famous people are anymore. I remember, that's not Farrah Fawcett. Where's Robert Redford anymore? <laughs> I don't think famous people know who famous people are anymore. It's like, what, what defines fame? I mean, at some point, Twitter started handing out blue check marks as a like form of privilege, and like that said, you were endorsed by Twitter. And then reality TV just really blended like who were the influencers and famous people. And now we have things like TikTok and Facebook and Instagram that are like driving a new age of celebrity, where we have. People whose entire they make a living shaking their ass on a TikTok for thirty seconds a day every day, and like what Which does I that? Think, do? I think that's beautiful. I think that everybody can have a little bit of fame. I I love the level that I have, where nobody bothers me at airports. <laughs> if someone does recognize me, I'm like, oh wow, I, I, I'm flattered. But I wouldn't want more. I wouldn't want a Kardashian fame. I wouldn't want fucking. I don't know if you've watched that Harry and Meghan. Uh, the nonsense. I, I've tried my best to avoid any paying attention to the royal family, and I'll I'll, I'll bring up jokes like we fought a, our ancestors fought a war over not having to give a shit about the royal family's petty squabbles. Yeah, but but when uh, it, it was, I I thought the same thing. I I yeah. just I go, I'll watch this to go to sleep to. 
<laughs> it was so engaging in that they were fame was forced upon them like they were kids and they the 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 paparazzi the, the that from the minute they were fucking literally born paparazzi where they quit i mean i love that about them there's people like uh uh Chappelle when he quit uh, uh ricky ricky williams the running back that just failed too many piss tests heisman trophy winner and he went you know fuck it i'd rather get high those yeah. are my heroes people who go i don't want to be famous i just want to do what i do and i'm in that perfect place where i i make a very decent living and i have a great fan base but I, 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 I'm not on tabloids. I can say whatever Dave Chappelle says and no one gives a fuck because I'm not famous enough for people to give a fuck about me. So I can still be honest. I don't have to watch what I say. Uh, uh, that's great. I mean, I, I remember, I think my favorite one with Ricky Williams was after um, <laughs> like his fourth failed drug test. Somebody asked him, it's like, you know when these are scheduled. Like, how are you still failing the drug test? He's like, yeah, they warned me and they told me, but then I got high and forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. So, but hey, no, I, I'm, I know you got to run. You got your uh, thing with your insurance company uh, coming and uh, not sure how much longer uh, you want to go. Yeah, yeah. I got I to gotta go deal with that. I just really wanted to talk to someone this oh, morning. Oh, it's great. Um, I'm glad I finally got the chance to talk to you. Well, we got to get you up to New Hampshire at some point for a visit. Get come get you up, come out to a pork fest, not as a comedian I'll, or a celebrity. I'll, I'll just come hang out. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you when I'll, I'll be there. Yep. Summer pork fest. All right, I, you, you got to come to a pork fest uh, last weekend, last week of June. They, no, no, they, they, the Libertarian Party since uh, has nothing I, to do I, with the Libertarian Party, uh, but it's. Uh, Oh yeah, I wanted to ask you how's that uh, how's that free state project going? Which That's is what's going on? Thing. No, it's not. The free no, state no, project and the Libertarian the, Party hate each other. Well, I, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> rambling and, and stuttering, but the reason I was all free state project till they yeah. picked a cold weather state. <laughs> well, I was there when people were voting for what state it should be. Yeah, uh, not fucking New Hampshire. I grew up in Massachusetts and I could not leave fast enough from New England because it's the weather is shit awful. And yeah, if, 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 if they picked free state project in a warm state, I would be all about it. Problem is the warm state's got too many people. There's not enough libertarians. We are a minority. Yeah, I had to pick in a small state that was wasn't very populated. Well, and Wyoming was a choice. I would have. I, I mean, I basically live except it's too cold, but it's a dry cold. <laughs> no, I grew up in Massachusetts as well. For me, it was easy because it was like, oh, I can move five minutes north and still visit my family whenever I want. Uh, um, you know, it's funny because uh, <laughs> we actually talked about doing this. If Trump gets reelected, I'm leaving the country. I, I, we want to do that because we live seven miles from the Mexican border. So we just <laughs> keep our house and rent an apartment over at the border in Naco. Well, well, how about this one? If Trump gets reelected, come to New Hampshire and help us secede. 
<laughs> that I, you're leaving the country. I no, I, I, I it wouldn't even be about Trump. I would do yeah. that like if I didn't like the mayor here. <laughs> yeah. If well, they if they reelect this mayor, I'm moving to Mexico and I just get an apartment seven miles away. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, hey, well, thank you so much for coming on today. This was super fun. We got to do it again in the future. Got to get you up for Porkfest this summer, then come visit, hang out. Don't come as a speaker or to freaking be a famous person. Just come hang out. Enjoy the festival for a week with us. Yeah, I, I, I've been invited to be an act at Porkfest and a million other libertarian-esque functions. And I, No, you don't understand. Just because I have some of those ideas doesn't mean they're going to like my act. I'm not going to go and do a function unless if, if my act was completely that, like the atheist thing I did, I can't fucking, what was his goddamn name? He just died. He was a famous. And so 10 minutes, I could do 10 minutes that was kind of atheist related, but the rest of it, yeah, they're gonna turn on me once I go into fist fuck jokes or whatever. Yeah. I'll tell you what, me personally, I don't go to the comedy shows at Porkfest anymore because the comedians they bring, all they do is talk about libertarianism. People like Dave Smith, who his entire act is being a libertarian. That doesn't entertain me. It doesn't make me laugh because it's like the policies and principles that i live i want to go to a comedy show so maybe you might get a better reception than you think if you did decide to do it with just your normal act if if i did my act to just uh, the the general public of anything that i agree with parts of their mm -hmm. i'm gonna uh, you're gonna offending people is the goal here <laughs> <laughs> Offending people is the goal with about eighty percent of what I do. <laughs> I, uh, I I I I'm too old and weak <laughs> to to. Uh, I, I I people hating me just hurts too much anymore. Well, even if you don't want to perform, come and camp for the week. Enjoy the festival, like live on the campground with a bunch of anarchists who are just enjoying the week. And partying nonstop. I went to Skankfest and I did some sets uh, randomly that I just wanted to enjoy the thing. I don't ever want to think about, oh, did I do okay? Did I do well? No, I want to be a participant. Yeah, I would. Absolutely. I would work fest as a participant. I, well, I was invited during the summer. Juggalos. <laughs> the Juggalos convention. I go, no, I watched the documentary on that. I don't even want to be a spectator at that. I don't want to <laughs> sprayed with fucking Fago and be sticky. I wouldn't even go to Burning Man. And I, you know, that, that would be, uh, no, I don't want to fucking shit in a fucking porta potty that's overflowing. I, 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 I my biggest addiction, my, that, that is, killed me the most of all the addictions from smoking and alcohol all the drugs i've loved comfort is the most debilitating absolutely Com it's also like for those who are trying to engage in activism and politics and libertarian lifestyle comfort is absolutely debilitating and complacency too you get too comfortable and you stop fighting and yeah uh, no that's where i am I am yeah. 
I I need rehab for just the bed I just crawled out of. <laughs> <laughs> I got a seed from this smoothie. Right. Yeah, I got to go deal with fucking insurance right. companies. Well, thank you so much for coming on, everybody. Make sure to go to Twitter. Give Doug a follow at Doug Stanhope. Um, always funny, always enlightening. And thank you so much for coming on. And hopefully, we can do this again in the future. If you, you got my contact now, feel free to ever reach out to me if you want to just wake up and go live. <laughs> I love you. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking my call. No worries. Anytime. First time listener, long time caller. <laughs> All right. So. Hey, well, everybody, th- uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the chat. Make sure you hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, share with your friends. And until next time, be free. Yeah, go have fun. Yeah. Fuck, fuck liberty. Live your Come life. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Subversive. Make sure to like, subscribe, and turn on notifications to get alerted every time we go live on YouTube. And make sure to leave some comments and reviews on whatever platform you listen on to let me know what you thought of this episode. And a huge thanks and shout out to our sponsors and the awesome members of the Insurgency on Patreon. If you enjoyed this content, you can join the Insurgency on Patreon by following the links in the description for patreon.com slash And if you can't catch the show live, you can always catch it the next day on YouTube, Odyssey, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, and wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts every day. So until next time, everybody, be free.